Welcome into Rick Renner, Texas High School Hysteria. Make sure you tune in to our weekly show on YouTube. And also subscribe to Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Just ask Siri or Alexa to play it. Well, they say you can never go home again unless you, the Manville. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The one and only Kirk Martin, the man who built Manville from scratch into a national phenomenon and a continual state championship contender. Coach, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm fired up. I'm so excited to, to be on your show. Just, just uh, I pinch myself every day that, that I get to coach these Mavericks. So, uh, so excited. Tell me about that process, because I think about uh, what happened with the Alvin ISD the other day. I know you got a little emotional when they handed the keys to you and the program once again. What was that moment like for you? Just really, really special. I mean, golly, I just, uh, it, it was a situation where you said it, you know, going home. I mean, I was here 12 years, you know, opened the doors of this place, got to design a lot of a lot of the uh, aspects of, of athletics or help design anyway. And, um, you know, just it's going to be special finishing what I started, you know, so um, I, I. I don't have the right words, I guess uh, it, it's really uh, it is an emotional thing for me. This is my baby. And, um, you know, I'm just. Uh, so excited there's no other high school in america i'd rather be at than than right here well and i know that it was a very special place for you to be a colleyville heritage in the dfw area you brought them all kinds of success three straight years of getting to the playoffs the first 12 win season in school history got to the regional final i, I know it was a difficult decision to leave colleyville heritage and go back home for yourself there in the greater houston area but what did you like about the colleyville heritage area uh so much I, I love the kids mo most of all i mean golly they work their tail off and and just really good kids and gave you, you know, every ounce of everything they had. Um, I, I loved Colleyville, you know, I, I absolutely loved it. And um, it was a hard decision. I mean, not a lot of people know the ins and outs of, of what all happened for, for me, for me to be here. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I toiled back and forth, you know, with, with, with coming here, just because I just felt like I was leaving, you know, um, some kiddos that uh, had given me everything that, that they ever had. And, and so it was special, great place, unbelievable facilities, you know, um, terrific parents, um, just uh, support, um, just the whole deal. You know, I was not unhappy. I was, I was very happy. Um, but I just, man, I just had, I kept having this yearning, you know, to, to come back home and, and, um, you know, like I said, finish what I started here and, and I raised my kids here, you know, uh, my kids all went through this program and, um, you know, I, I hired every person that touched athletics here. And so um, just to get to come back and, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, someday right off in the sunset as a Maverick. Well, let's go back in time now to 2006 when this school started, and it took a couple of years for you to actually be in competition, but you had a vision. How did you make that vision a reality and make it such a state championship contender? 
Well, I, I think it all starts, you know, with kids, you know, and um, I, it was my desire for, for someday to see little kids, you know, running around in the yards wanting to be a Maverick. There was no school here. There was nothing, you know, it, it was, you know, to open it, uh, you know, just a real, little rural town, um, you know, not, not much here. And now it's exploded and, and lots of, lots of houses around it and that kind of stuff now. But man, when we started, I, I just, I wanted to be relevant. You know, I, I wanted those kids to somebody want, want to be a Maverick. And so we started that with, with our, with our ball boys, you know, honestly, and they were mostly coaches, kids and administrators, kids and that kind of stuff. And uh, man, my, my AD got after me several times about too many kids on the sidelines and there'd be a great football game going on at halftime in the end zone, you know, probably sometimes better than the one that was on the field. But uh, that to me is what it's really about. It, it's about kids. It, this, this is a game and it's supposed to be fun. And and, uh, you know, I, I want people to love this program and love being a part of it and and really, uh, you know, pour into it. And, and that just kind of grew and grew and grew. And, you know, we, we would we would do things, you know, in the very beginning, we didn't have many fans and that kind of stuff. So we'd almost do a calf scramble, you know, where all the kids are climbing over the fence to, you know, to get out there. And we would let them all run through the tunnel with us, you know, our helmet. And um, they, they would run to the other end. Their kids, their parents would pick them up at the other end. And I mean, that was to me, that was probably more fun than the game sometimes, just seeing the pure joy of those kids, you know, getting to be a part of it and everything. And so hopefully that kind of caught fire. And, you know, then we had the whole Hoka Hay, um, you know, battle cry and explaining what that meant. And then it took off like wildfire, kind of like the mojo of Permian. You know, I coached there and wanted something catchy like that. And that all took off. And, you know, it's really been been a, a fairy tale, honestly, you know, um, just living it. Tell me about the Hoka Hay. I mean, I know the story. What what was with the fascination of the Battle of Bighorn and the Crazy Horse and how you turned that into just an incredible spirit there at Manville? Well, you know, we, we want to pour into these kids and, and just show them love and, and, and that kind of stuff. And we really wanted, you know, the, the selfishness uh, from a coach, you know, the selfishness from a player. You know, we wanted that out of the equation. And so... You know, to us, Hokahe means play unselfish. And and then I think we try to take it to a whole nother level of be unselfish. You know, let's give back. We have several community service projects and that kind of stuff. And just those little kids. I mean, you're 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 giving back to them, you know. So, you know, to, to me, that whole Hokahe thing, you know, just took off like wildfire. And and I got it actually from a Popka High School in Florida. My brother-in-law um um, coached there and they they did a theme you know every month and I mean every year and that was one of their themes one year and then I started digging into it man that's cool you know I and and then it 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 kind of grew legs and and took off and um you know it's it's uh it's a neat deal you know we stole it you know from the you know um the the program there at, at Popka High School you know it's the Sioux Lakota Indians is the one that you know started the whole thing and that's their battle cry you know it, it was a great day to die they were ready to die to keep them getting driven off their land to preserve their way of life and you know um, crazy horse defeated Custer Custer's last stand the battle of Little Bighorn all that stuff that, that you said I've, I've actually been to the you know crazy horse a monument you know it's 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 uh you know pretty special too and and uh you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's dug out of the side of a mountain, you know, um, like Mount Rushmore, right by Mount, Mount Rushmore. And that's, uh, that's pretty neat. And, um, you know, so we've, we're kind of all in on that deal. So pretty fun. I love it. It's all over your shirts. You see the kids, uh, 
doing that battle cry. It's a lot of fun and it's worked. You know, you've been a winner no matter where you've been. And that's the thing that's the most interesting to me is when you built the program into such a winner, how did you build that winning culture when really nobody in the community even knew what that was? Well, I really honestly believe it's just pouring love into kids. I mean, it, it just comes down to that one word. You know, you, if, if you truly love kids, you know, you, you're going to have a really good product because those kids are going to love you back. And, and all of a sudden they're, they're going to be, you know, playing at a higher level than they ever thought they could or you ever thought they could. And, and you know, that just builds, you know, trust and momentum. And, you know, people want to be a part of that. And, uh, man, it's, uh, you know, I just think it's, it's how our coaches go about it and, and how we're going to treat kids and, and what we're going to do, you know, for them, you know, both on and off the field. And, and uh, I think that's infectious and it kind of, you know, builds on itself and turns into that snowball that you want. And, um, and then winning becomes contagious. And, and before you know it, you know, you've, you've done some pretty good stuff. So. Yeah, you look at the winning. It really is unmatched what you were able to do there. 108 wins in the first 133 games, uh, eight consecutive playoff runs. You won 11 or more games eight times, two state championships. You had one where you ran into Alito back in 2011 and, of course, Highland Park in 2017 in what I consider one of the greatest state championships that has ever been played in this state's history. You look at all of that success, and now that you're back, it really does feel like a fairy tale ending because now it's unfinished business, right? And that opportunity to finally win a state championship there. You know, that's our goal. You know, absolutely. That's our goal. And, and um, you know, uh, our, our kids expect to be there this year. I mean, that's, you know, that, I mean, I'm not, this ain't a rebuild. This, this isn't something that, you know, we're, we're coming in trying to build for the future and all that mess. It, it's right now. And, man, our kids are working so hard uh, in the weight room. And we've had a couple of days outside of, of football drills and that kind of stuff. But, you know, we got thousands of kids running track. and I think that helps you. You know, we got a lot of kids playing other sports. And, you know, I, I preach that, you know, I'm, I'm a multi-sport kind of guy. And, you know, just trying to, you know, get them all, you know, aligned like, like we want. And, um, you know, just, just buy into that unselfishness and, and, and love each other and play for each other and, you know, play for their town, their school, their community, their coaches, you know, their, their parents, their teammates, and, and just that whole deal. You know, I, I'm, uh, I'm excited. They, they've bought into everything I've sold so far. And, you know, a lot of these kids are, are, are little brothers and, and cousins of, you know, guys who came before and, you know, it's been five years, so I didn't coach any of these kids, obviously, but, um, you know, I, I'm excited. You know, they're excited. Um, it's it's going to be fun. A lot has changed since you left this uh, Alvin I, ISD. I mean, it was two t schools, uh, you know, when you left in really the heyday of Manville, and now it's four, and you have two former assistants, actually three that are coaching in the Alvin ISD. One, of course, the great Brad Butler over there at Shadow Creek, who ended up winning a state championship in 2019. And how ironic that you're going to start the season with him in the Gridiron Classic at Freedom Field, a, a stadium that really you could say that you helped build. How special is that going to be to start off Act 2 with that game? It's really neat. You know, Brad's a, a really good dude and done a terrific job. You know, we opened the school up together. So, you know, I, I think he took a lot of the same, you know, stuff that we, you know, we did to build this. And, um, you know, he, 
that that thing opened up before I left and I knew it was going to be a juggernaut and um, it, it sure enough he is, you know, so really proud for him. And then Ray Garza at Iowa Colony, you know, um, he's he's doing all the same things we did here as far as our boot camp goes and, you know, um, you know, the the pouring into kids and all that kind of stuff, too. So I'm really happy for those guys, man. A lot of people helped me, you know, get in this chair and I'm just thankful to, to have a tree that, you know, has, there's a lot of head coaches out there that, that have been through our program and, and they're ultra successful. So I'm happy for those guys. And that Alvin area, of course, is where Nolan Ryan was born and raised. Uh, is, is it surprising to you how much that area has grown? It, it's crazy. I mean, it's really exploded, you know, even since I've been gone, you know, five years, there's, there's probably, I don't know, five or six more subdivisions that have popped up, you know, all around Manville and, um, you know, the whole, um, um, you know, Nolan Ryan junior high, that a whole area, you know, whenever I was here, you know, was, was, was awesome. That was the largest master plan community in all of Houston. Well, now there's a bunch of those, you know, all around us. And so um, it's, uh, it's nuts, you know, how, how this place ha has exploded. Heck, we're even getting the HEB down the road. So I don't hey, that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I look at the district that Manville has played in, and it's always been one of the toughest. You, know, you think about Richmond Foster, Angleton, the Magnolias. Do you think that this district gets you more road-tested than probably other areas in the state to be able to handle the day-in and day-out of trying to advance and get to a state championship game? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's there. There, there's not a weak sister in the bunch. You know, we we we're gonna have to play our tails off every week, and you know, you wouldn't want it any different. You know, it, it, it our kids will be battle tested. You know, once the playoffs get here, and and uh, you know that'll be fun for them. And so, um, you know, hopefully we can grow some depth as we go and do some things there. But uh, man, it's it's a really tough district. You know, we we. We were in a booger bear, you know, when we when we opened up and and, um, you know, two years, uh, two different years, our fourth place team, you know, I, we called it the Little Southwest Conference and that kind of stuff. But, man, it was uh, it was tough. We had Angleton, uh, you know, and that was with the digs and, the, you know, all, all all those guys that had phenomenal speed and and uh, Friendswood was was really good. Um, Texas City, you know, was just coming off winning state championships. Um, Galveston ball was really good, you know, at that time, Lamarck, you know, was coming off of state championships and, and I mean, every week, weekend and week out, you know, it, it we, we had Dawson, Pearland Dawson in, in district with us. So I'm used to that, you know, in this area, you know, some of those other ones have, have, uh, you know, aren't with us, uh, uh, in our district now, but man, this one, this one is just as tough, you know, I think so, but I was go back to, you know, Lamarck when you're finished fourth and played for state championship, you know, our first, we finished, you know, fourth and played for a state championship. And so, um, man, it's, you know, our first year in, you know, um, you know, it, 10 years, you know, in the making, but, you know, eight, you know, real years we 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 went to quarterfinals or more you know and so um you know i i'll have that parent meeting and and we'll you know preach the same thing don't don't make any plans for thanksgiving because we fully expect to be practicing on thanksgiving day and that's you know that's an expectation you know so 
um, you know, they'll, all the parents and kids will know, you know, what time, you know, and what day the state championship game is, you know, for 5A Division One and, and, and all that stuff. So, you know, that, that'll be what we're shooting for. You got to take it one day at a time, you know, and, and that kind of deal, one game at a time once you get rolling. But, man, um, you know, that, that's our goal. So we'll see. Yeah, you don't want any parents taking uh, ski trips to Lake Tahoe in the middle of a playoff run. That's definitely good advice right there. Well, I, I look at all the teams that you put out there, great winning teams and great players. You talked about the players. I don't want to put you on the spot, but you have coached dozens and dozens of major Division One talent. If you were able to kind of narrow that down, and I know it's not easy, to a top five that you've ever coached, what would be your top five? Whoo, man, that is put me on the spot. <laughs> well, my, you know, I slept with a couple of them's moms, you know, um, <laughs> Coda and Kaysen, you know, and if I don't mention them, you know, she's not going to do that anymore. So, uh, you know, gosh, you know, Kaysen took us to state championship, you know, but he had to fill the shoes of Derek King and Kyle Trask. And, and, you know, that, that was huge. Um, you know, Daenerick Prince is really having a, a, a great uh, combine and all that stuff. I fully expect to see him, you know, um, you know, doing things in NFL. Um, golly, there's so many. Taiwan Johnson that, that played at Arkansas was a special defensive end. Um, you know, Coda just signed with the Saints, so I'm fired up about that. Um, Kaysen's been named the starter at, at Tiffin University, so I'm fired up about that. But... Derek was awfully special, you know, I mean, that, that guy, um, tremendous leader. And, and then Kyle just, you know, to do what he trash, did, yeah. you know, to, 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 I mean, he's with Tampa Bay now and, and, and maybe the starter this next year, you know, to do what he did doesn't happen, you know, in high school or in college. I mean, the whole Kyle Trask story, I, I mean, everybody needs, needs to, you know, um, you know, see that deal to, to, to be, you know, a, a backup and, and not, you know, jump ship and transfer and all that kind of stuff. You know, um, he got some real minutes and, and we got to sell him to colleges and everything like that. And I told every college recruiter that came through, you know, I'm going to be the guy that cut Michael Jordan. You know, So, <laughs> so uh, 30, for 30 on this kid someday and, and he's going to, you know, uh, be break, breaking all of, uh, you know, Brady's records at that time. It was Manning's records, but um Gosh, he's he has surpassed, you know, uh, uh, well, he's at least met all those expectations and and so so proud for him. So those two guys, you know, have to be in the top five for sure. Um, you know, Coda was was just a steady Eddie. I mean, he was all state, you know, two years in a row defensive end and, you know, then went to college and played O-line and, and, you know, been in the NFL for a little while. So he'd have to be in that as well. Taiwan Johnson, I said, Um Gosh, man, there's there's so many, but uh, th those those guys would be, you know, have to, have to be up there. Shane McCarley, he he was pretty special. Um, man, uh, Kirion Parker was a really good receiver. Um, mm, I don't know. There's there's too many. <laughs> <laughs> we got past five really quick, and I, yeah. I understand why you did that. Hey, I'm also looking forward to seeing Coda do his thing there with the New Orleans Saints. He's really putting together a, a nice NFL career. And I know that was a special time for you and Coda to be back at Syracuse. And if you know, I'm representing my alma mater over right. here. 
Uh, I was very proud that you guys were there uh, together and really gave uh, that program the best winning it had seen in decades, going 10 and three that year with a nice bowl win. Uh, Tell me about that brief college experience for you. Um, What do you take from that? Because, you know, you continued your winning. You were there with Coach Babers and doing big things. Uh, But what do you take from that? Because you've always said, hey, I'm a high school coach, even though I was coaching college for a little while. That's exactly right. High school is who I am and, and really fits me a lot better. The whole relationship piece, you know, get to build and and uh, pour into them, you know, and and uh, especially with the portal nowadays and everything else there, you know, um, gosh, I, I I really enjoyed it. You know, um, I love the opportunity and, and had a great time. And like you said, got to coach Coda, you know, both in high school and in college. And and how often does that happen? <laughs> you know, so um, but, you know, it's uh, I learned a lot and, and, you know, had a lot of recruiters come through here. So I felt like I knew the recruiting piece a little bit and uh, I at least knew what I liked, you know? So, um, you know, I, I had a good time. I got to see a lot of different things and play in some really big stadiums. You know, we had uh stinking Clemson beat, you know, uh, yes. you know, we, 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 we had those, we had those guys beat uh, at their place and, and ended up, uh, you know, uh, we went for it on fourth down. It, it was it was fourth and three. We get the first down and we get called for a lineman downfield, which is debatable. But uh, uh, anyway, I'm just to play in those those kind of stadiums and and uh, and everything like that uh, was was pretty special for me. And uh, you know, I, I've been all over the country and seen some things that my eyes never would have seen. You know, you know, recruiting wise and. Um, you know, heck, I've been to Plymouth Rock and and some different things that I never would have got the opportunity to do. You know, so um, that that was fun. But man, I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. Man, high school is is where it's at for me, and and uh, just uh, just the whole relationship part I get to build here is is pretty special. Yeah, nothing more special than being able to coach your sons. And, you know, Kaysen, uh, he was an unbelievable quarterback for you at Manville. One of my favorite players to cover, just his energy and thinking about his senior year where he was able to put up 3,500 yards and 45 touchdowns. Uh, and then, of course, the the finale of it all, being in that state championship game, a game for the ages, one of the greatest ones we've ever seen on the state championship level. But out of all my moments in my 22 years being involved with Fox Sports Southwest, one of the most special moments was when he got up in front of the team and spoke to the team after that disappointing loss. I know we don't see him right now. We can't see nothing but loss right now. I love y'all so much, man. This is such a great team. Now, my brothers, I told y'all that, man. I, I don't understand it right now, but God's working, okay? Keep faith. Okay. I love y'all so much. I know it's my last time putting on this uniform, but I'm forever man from Maverick. I know y'all are too, baby. Hey, look, I don't care what the scoreboard says. We are champions, man. I love y'all so much. Okay. And really put a positive swing about that. You were right next to him. What was that moment like for you as a proud father of all those kids and seeing your son up there giving a Tim Tebow kind of speech? It was special. You know, I did my very best to never, um, you know, give him, you know, more props than he deserved or anything like that. And, and, uh, you know, he earned every, every, you know, everything he ever got. And, and just to finish off like that, you know, it's like you said, as far as a dad goes, you know, to, to see, you know, your kids see the big picture and, 
And, uh, you know, I mean, all those kids, you know, felt like, you know, their, you know, their lives were over, you know, we just lost a state championship game, you know, and one of the things he said was, you know, God didn't make any mistakes, you know, y'all are all still winners. I love you. I'm proud of you. You know, um, you'll always be winners in my book, all that kind of stuff. It, it was, it was pretty special. Yeah. I, I, I think about all your success and your offenses. They're always the top offenses in the state. Um, are you one of those guys as a head coach when you're on your own one yard line that you think you can actually score? Absolutely. I mean, that, <laughs> that's the best time in the world, you know, for defense has got to cover 99 yards. I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that's the most room you have, you know, ever. You know, so heck yeah, we, we're going to expect that we're going to score from there. And um, we're probably going to throw four verts at you. So, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, you know I, 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 I believe in our kids. I believe in our system. I believe in our coaches. And, and man, that's uh, no better time than that, than, than being backed up like that. Heck, I, I think the pressure's on them, not on us. I know the opposing coaches always talk about when they look over at your sideline and they see those bifocals and they're down and you're kind of looking at stuff. That's when they get most scared. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I tell you, I'm I, I, I'm not having to look at you like this right now. <laughs> I got them pushed up today, but uh, you know the roughest thing was the COVID thing. I ha had to have my glasses. And then that I had to put a mask on and then it would fog up and fog up my glasses. I'm like, man, this, Somebody else may have to call them plays because I can't even see it right now. But uh, yeah, that's that's you know, that's fun. I, I don't know that I'll ever give up play calling. You know, um, you know, I I did about two weeks one time and I was miserable. So that's what I like probably most of all is just you know calling something and watching it work. You know, and and watching what you've designed. You know, what your coaches have designed. You know, come into effect and you picking the right time and and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, that's that's a blast for me. I don't know that I strike any fear in anybody, but uh, I, I I enjoy it. So how about that? So Manville's on this run now, 13 straight playoff appearances. Um, I've seen all the pictures that you post on Twitter. Your kids are working really hard in the weight room. You got a lot of track speed. I know opposing coaches like to grow the grass really high to kind of slow that down. Um, what are your expectations for this bunch? And tell us about some of the standouts on your team. Well, you know, our defense is is pretty darn special. And I think we have nine returners, you know, eight or nine. And um, just a, a really incredible bunch, you know. Um, I don't want to speak on on specific guys yet because I haven't, you know, got to got to really know them and know what they can do yet. But, um, you know, our linebacking core is probably as good as anybody's in the country. You know, our, we've got a really good D-line. Um, our secondary, you know, is is tested. So, um, you know, that that's fun. Um, you know, and then the, and then, you know, offensive line wise, I've been really, really impressed with this bunch, you know. Um, we're athletic, you know, at tackle and, and we're big at guard and, and, uh, you know, our, our center's a good player too. You know, I'm excited about our O-line, you know, um, you know, we, we've got some receivers that, that can go get it too. So, you know, we, you know, I, I'm excited, you know, I, I don't know, um, what is, how it's going to turn out, but, but right now, um, you know, we hadn't lost a game and everybody loves me. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Everybody loves you. <laughs> uh, 
So we can't forget about London. He is probably one of the most surprising sons you have. How's he doing? I know he turned into a big star there at Texas State. You know, he did the same thing in college he did in high school. You know, he was a seventh grade B teamer, eighth grade B teamer, freshman B teamer, played JV as a sophomore, was on all the special teams as a junior, had a lot of doubters, you know, but he never quit believing in himself and, and uh, you know, trusting the process and all that stuff, that, that the cute things that people say. But really, he's just great work ethic. His senior year started, uh, you know, had several offers, chose Texas State. Did the same thing there, was really a special teams guy, you know, for most of his career. Junior year finally started. Senior year, they moved him from outside backer to inside backer. You know, that kid was 233. Um, he jumped 38.5 vertical, 10-2 in his broad jump, um, ran 459, benched 225, 25 times. He'd have been like top five uh, in the combine in almost every category. And and he's turned some heads. He's a real sleeper in, in the draft. And and uh, I expect big, big things from London. He certainly uh, has to be in that top five category, too. I mean, another story like Kyle Trask, you know, just just determination, grit, work ethic, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, love him and so proud of him. Well, Kirk, I know that the Manville blood runs very deep in your family. I think about your daughter who married her high school sweetheart. The two of them were amazing athletes. Your son-in-law actually played football for you. And when they had their wedding, they actually had some interesting vows in their wedding. Tell us about that. Well, you know, her whole wedding was, you know, it was the very beginning of, of COVID and, uh, you know, first of all, Corey Joe is, is the toughest kid I got, the most, uh, you know, hardest working, uh, most competitive, you know, athletic. She's just, uh, you know, she's a daddy's girl, but man, she's tough. Um, but, but uh, you know, she was on the sideline with me all growing up, you know, until she, you know, got old enough to be a distraction, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, probably along about seventh grade, you know, um, you know, she had to stop being, you know, she was carrying my cords back when they had cords. And, and before that, you know, um, but then after that, you know, she became, you know, um, she would take care of her footballs on the sideline and, and, uh, you know, she, she just followed me around with my shadow. Awesome, awesome kiddo. But she bought into the Hoka Hay thing probably more than our team did. Uh, uh, you know, um, she took it into her wedding and, um, you know, she talked about, you know, her husband and, and how she would always be, you know, his ride or die and, and uh, you know, that she would be unselfish and, and, you know, submit to him and, and just do everything, you know, together as one and all that stuff. And, and then, you know, she, she said, Hoka Hey, you know, and, and she said that, that really is Hoka Hey, you know, you, you're unselfish and you give to me and I give to you. And that really is Hoka Hey. So I just thought that was really cool. And, and uh, I didn't see it coming. I didn't know that, that was part of the deal and all that. But it was a crazy wedding to start with. You know, it was the beginning of COVID and all that. It was it was literally the weekend that they shut down the world. Um, and and we'd had this big venue planned and all that. And then we had to pivot and it had everybody there. Everybody had flown in and everything else. And so uh, we had rented a beach house for the for the bridal party to, to stay at. And uh, so we ended up having a beach wedding and, and uh, that it would end up being, you know, really cool anyway, but uh, yeah, she's uh, I'm actually living with her right now. You know, Karen is finishing up in Colleyville and, and uh, she's got to finish her, you know, she, she could have came early, but she wasn't going to leave her kindergartners. That's just not who she is. So she wanted to finish out the year with them. And so I'm actually living with my daughter here. I'm in their spare bedroom 
And uh, when we decided that's what we were going to do, um, she set me down on the couch and she says, okay, listen, now you're living under my roof. You're going to live by my rules. <laughs> I'm just staying out all late and late at night and all that. You know, we, we've got a bad time around here and you know, the dishes are dirty, clean them. If the trash is full, carry it out. I mean, she gave me the whole rundown. And I'm like, you're a mess, little girl. So, well, she yeah. is your toughest kid, right? She's your yeah, toughest no athlete. Absolutely. No doubt. And the boys <laughs> won't argue with that. They won't argue with that at all. Um, when, when her husband, Tyler, um, was their very first date actually was homecoming and, and he was going to, uh, invite her to homecoming and he had been at our house for FCA and some different things. And, um, and I told Karen, I said, why are all these guys hanging out here? You know, after FCA, it's over, you know, they need to go home. She goes, well, I'm pretty sure one of them boys likes, likes your little girl. I'm like, what, what's going on? You know, well, they're in high school. I, I guess Corey is a senior, maybe, uh, maybe she's a junior title of sophomore. I don't know. But, uh, uh, I had heard he was going to invite her to um, homecoming. And so it's all the homecoming prom, promposals, all that mess, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really crazy how these kids, you know, do all that now. But um, so I said, all right. So the next day, um, she, Karen says, but don't, don't tell nobody. And Corey Joe swore me to secrecy. You know, she'd heard about this, but you know, he hasn't asked her yet. So, you know, don't mess it up. So I said, okay. So the next day I walk in and uh, I fling the weight room door open uh, during our fifth period athletics. And I said, Tyler Leggett, come here. And everybody's like, oh. So I bring him in my office and I sat him down across my desk. And I said, word on the street is you're going to ask my daughter to homecoming. And he starts stuttering and stammering. Well, I, 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 was afraid, <laughs> I was afraid he's going to back out, you know. And I said, hey, Tyler, hey, I love you. I think you're a great young man. I said, I can't think of anybody, anyone better to invite my daughter uh, to, to homecoming. And, and the rest is history, you know. So, uh, anywho, um, he said, well, I'd like to, but I don't have her phone number. I said, well, I happen to have that. So, um, I'm the one that gave him her phone number. How about that? But, anyway, he's a great young man. And uh, he's an accountant and doing really well providing for them. And she's a teacher here in Alvin ISD. And uh, we're just we're just rocking it all in one house right now. So fun stuff. That is a beautiful thing. And you can put some fear into somebody a little bit there. Well, I, I think about your journey and it is immense. You've been all over the country. I mean, you, you know, you were a native of Turkey, Texas. You started out as an assistant out in El Paso, Alvin, Odessa Permian with the Mojo, uh, Giddings, finally got your first head coaching job at Alpine. Then, of course, uh, beginning the program there at Manville, you go to New York for Syracuse, then the DFW for Colleyville Heritage. And then back to Manville, my question is your wife, and I know she is the rock of the family, your lovely wife. How has she put up with all this moving? You know, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, she's special. You know, um, there's not enough words or, or time uh, on your show here for, for, for me to, you know, uh, just describe, you know, how awesome she is. I mean, she is our, our the rock of our family, holds us all together. Um, you know, it, a coach's wife is really a single parent, you know, um, you know, during the season. And, and a lot of times, you know, even after the season with coaches doing second sports and everything like that. And I always try to bring in our young coaches and wives. We'll, we'll have a, you know, a coach's party at the beginning of the year and explain to them, you know, what they're really getting into and, and try to help them understand that this, this is your husband's calling and, and he's going to touch so many lives. And I'm just thankful for you. And you're going to have to hold it all together at home. And, you know, Karen was, 
uh, you know, she'll, she'll sit with them and mentor them a little bit and that kind of stuff. But I mean, she's been awesome. Like you said, I mean, I mean, about time you get settled somewhere and, and, and things are going well and you think you're putting down some roots, you know, you're, you're, you know, uh, another opportunity, you know, comes up and she's just followed me everywhere. I've chased my dream, you know, all over the world. And, and, uh, she's just been right there by my side and my, my biggest cheerleader. And she's always involved with our kids, you know, our players, you know, um, always involved with them and in their lives and, and, uh, just doing so much for them, praying for them, pouring into them. You know, she, she brings stuff up here all the time and, and, uh, she's really involved in her FCA and all that. She's, she's really, really a rock star. And, uh, man, I, I couldn't have done it without her. I, I really couldn't have, you know, a lot of people say that I could not have, you know, and, and been any kind of success because she, she takes the stress, you know, off of it. When you get home, you know, you know, it, it's, it, you know, she's, whether win or lose, you know, she, she's there by me and, and supporting me and, you know, and, and, um, you know, every once in a while, she'll, she'll question a few things here and there, you know, about, well, why did you call this play on this situation? <laughs> Who knows football now? And that, that's, that's fun too. You know, the coolest thing when we, when we moved here, there wasn't a school or anything. Well, there's, you know, all the only fans we had was, was parents, you know, and, and, and band parents. And, and so, um, she would bring noisemakers to the game and just pass them out. I mean, she had a huge duffel bag where she carried all this stuff, so much so that they made rules at Alvin ISD Stadium. You couldn't have noisemakers because <laughs> it became a, a, a thing, you know. And uh, anyway, she's she's just always been, um, you know, all in. And and that's all you can ask for in, in a mate. I try to honor her and, and uh, probably don't do as good a job sometimes as I should, but Golly, she she is really really special and and truly um, a, a coach's wife um, to the nth degree, holding everything together. And you know she raised our kids and they all turned out really good. So that's that's awesome. I didn't have much to do with it, but uh, well, I love I love the line that she had. She said, you know, the experiences and the people that we've met have made all this moving worth it. You know. That, that really is what makes coaching special, you know, the, the, the bonds and, and ties that, that you make. And then, you know, all those kids, you know, and, and then, you know, as they grow, you know, Karen taught several of them, uh, you know, that have played for me in kindergarten, you know, so that that's, that's been fun. There's a lot of kids here now that, that she taught, you know, cause she's always been important for her to teach in whatever district um, I'm in, in a feeder that fed, you know, our school. So, um, that, that's, that's been real fun, but uh, yeah, the relationships, you know, that's, you know, wins and losses are going to come and go and, and, you know, trophies are going to tarnish and all that stuff, but really the relationships are, are what, you know, last forever. And, and, uh, man, I, I, she is a huge relationship builder and, and, uh, you know, just awesome. I mean, she's, you know, honest to God, whenever, whenever I, you know, took this job, they were more excited about my wife coming back than they were about me. You know, she's been our, our overall district's teacher of the year. Um, and she's been nominated multiple times and she won't accept nominations because she wants somebody else to get that now and all that kind of stuff. But literally at the board meeting, when I was announced, all the elementary principals were, were literally fussing and fighting over her, you know, because she, she, she has really done so well in our district and, and made a huge name for herself too. So that's, she's awesome. Well, Coach Martin, we can't wait to see how Act 2 goes. Uh, looking so forward to it. And glad to have you back in the greater Houston area. Thank you so much for doing this and continued success.
man, I love you, Rick. You you are the real deal, man. I, I've been I've been a fan of yours for years and years and years, and just to you know to get to do this with you is is special to me. And thanks for everything you do for high school sports and specifically high school football in Texas. I, I appreciate you more than you know. Thanks, brother. Thank you so much, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for checking out Rick Renner, Texas High School Hysteria. Make sure you subscribe and never miss an episode. You can catch us on YouTube, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or all the other major podcast platforms. Tune in and we will see you next week.